Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Hi, I'm Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about experience maturity and how different types of organizations have different levels of experience maturity. Having worked with a number of different types of companies over the years, I've come to realize that uh, not everyone is starting from the same point. And so in order to have the best results, uh, as with other, um, other related practices, um, we need to create a maturity model to really understand um, what recommendations to make, how to best make the, the, the most relevant recommendations. This practice is common in areas like data science and others where, again, the same, uh, the same rules apply where uh, you don't want to suggest something where the organization simply isn't ready, doesn't have the, the necessary people or platforms in place to really uh, take advantage of it. So um, to do this, um, as part of creating the center of experience, uh, we created the, what we're calling the experience maturity model. And as other maturity models in, in other industries or practices um, have, it's a multi-step process. So we have five different stages um, depending on the level of maturity. So we start at uh, the analyze phase where, you know, at, at this point, an organization, uh, they have some functional competence in, in customer experience or uh, employee experience or possibly both. But there's no real formal um, practices, functions across the organization. So there are a few, either a few people in some roles or a few things going on that are related to experience. Um, but again, not a formal practice within. Uh, within. So, um, you know, while, again, while there's competence um, as far in some areas and there's awareness, uh, there's not a lot of action uh, at that point. The next stage uh, what is what we call experiment. So this is where, again, there's, there's beyond, um, you know, some functionality there. There's beyond awareness in the, in the organization. At this point, um, trials are, are um, you know, whether it's pilot projects or, or things like that are being done to improve EX and CX. So the organization begins to implement initiatives to engage employees um, on the EX side or um, to further the customer journey on the, on the CX side. So experience and or marketing teams, maybe HR teams, they're performing tests, they're optimizing portions of the experience. So, you know, at this stage, there's, there's activity related to innovation and experience, both on the employee and the customer side. But there really isn't a cohesive strategy still, um, you know, that ties all of this work together. So in other words, uh, you know, customer experience initiatives and teams are having success in a silo, but, um, and maybe employee experience teams are as well, but they're not connected in a meaningful way. 
at this point, uh, the organization probably has a, a good understanding even across uh, across the company um, that tying these things together or even doing CX or EX better uh, would be beneficial. But again, no no formal processes in place to really do that. The third stage of five uh, we call influence. So at this point, um, experience pilots and experience activities, they're, they're at that point where, you know, we call this influence because an organization is able to actually measure the engagement from whether it's the employees on the EX side or customers on the CX side, or ideally both. And, you know, I, I call the combination of EX and CX brand experience. So ideally, you know, the, at this point, the, the company is seeing some kind of, you know, measurable impact. It's not across every team. It's not as consistent um, as it would be in later stages of this maturity model. But experience and optimizing experience is having an effect and a noticeable effect on the organization. Enough so to prompt it, prompt the the company or or organization to um, consider further investments and um, and things like that. So as far as, you know, where most companies um, kind of sit currently, um, Hotjar did a, a CX survey uh, this year in, in 2019 um, and, you know, surveying a lot of different kinds of companies. Most kind of sit between about 40 percent um, sit between stages two and three. Um, so, a, you know, a significant portion, um, you know, sit between that uh, that experiment and this this influence phase. So, you know, again, in, in the, um, from the competence standpoint, uh, the programs, the EX and CX initiatives are influencing decisions. They're influencing, you know, how dollars are spent. Um, they're even meaningfully, you know, influencing some KPIs and, and things like that. Again, enough to, to influence uh, and, and persuade further investments. Awareness within, within the organization um, is pretty full at this point. Um, so... Uh, not only is there awareness of, yes, experience, uh, you know, both CX and EX are valuable, but also there's an increased focus on coordinating and, and sharing of learning between teams that are working on, on various experience initiatives. The fourth of, of five uh, levels of maturity we call impact. So, um, you know, uh, to a greater degree than influence at this point, there is a real tangible, you know, set of results um, that are that are going on in the organization. So, uh, you know, as opposed to simply influencing some decisions, experience, whether it's CX or EX or ideally both tied together, it is really having, um, you know, an impact on the on the bottom line. And um, so, you know, making further investments, it's kind of a no brainer. It's, um, you know, the, everyone at the, at the business is starting to feel results in these in investments. Employees are actively contributing and, you know, they're not only are they contributing to the CX, the customer experience initiatives, but there's a great employee experience as well. And, you know, they're actively contributing, feeling valued, um, by their employer and satisfied with their work. And, you know, by the same token, customers are feeling rewarded and valued. And, and you know, these customers who feel rewarded become frequent customers, recommend more often to others, and they're posting positive reviews, bringing other customers into the fold. So somewhere between, you know, I mentioned 
about 40% of companies are somewhere between stages two and three. Um, Between stages three and four, there's about another 38% of companies. So really, you know, the the majority of companies is somewhere between, um, you know, let's say two and a half to, you know, to three and a half on this scale. So there's a, there's a lot of organizations that, you know, what that means is they understand the importance they are beginning initiatives. Um, there's enough awareness within within leadership as well as um, elsewhere in the company that um, that experience is important enough to make investments in. Um, so that's you know I I would I would regard that as a good thing. Um, and obviously the goal is to get to a five uh, on the scale of one to five. But um, the fact that so many companies are here um, is is a good thing. I. I um, shared the statistic in a, in a previous episode where, um, as of a couple years ago, something like 60 some percent, uh, in the high sixties, um, really felt like they were competing mostly on experience, um, in their, you know, against their competitors. And, you know, that number is only going to increase. So the fact that these companies are realizing this and increasing their, their maturity, um, according to this is, is a good thing. So, you know, in this impact stage, uh, from a competence standpoint, uh, you know, the, the organization has a very good understanding of not only um, how to do experience well, but um, how investments can contribute to the bottom line. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. You know, there's always room to improve, but um, they do understand when they put money into an investment in customer experience or employee experience or tying both together, um, they, you know, they they understand that there will be impacts, um, positive impacts. Same thing with awareness. Um, you know, there's there's a high level of awareness that uh, investing and and having projects related to experience is a good thing. And from a team perspective, um, these teams at this at this stage in in the maturity, they're talking a lot more to one another. Uh, you know, IT is talking to HR and, you know, marketing is talking to IT and all of these different teams are, are talking with one another and really working with one another to this common goal. It's not, it's not so siloed. It's not a few ad hoc projects here and there. It's really a concerted effort to understand the customer journey, understand the employee journey, and really optimize uh, for both. The fifth and final stage uh, we call transform. Uh, so this is really where uh, you know the the pri- the previous um, the previous stage called impact. You know again there's there's a positive and and well known impact to the bottom line. When you get to this final stage, the business can truly transform because it's an experience led organization. And what I mean by that is um, the understanding that when the experience is great. Uh, when employees have a great experience, they stay longer, they're more productive, uh, they do better work, um, which leads to customers who have better products, uh, have a better customer experience. They buy more, they buy more often, they recommend more often. Um, so this transformative effect happens when companies truly not only have invested in experience, but are really seeing these tangible results where they're really innovating in how they um, how they offer experience to these to these different audiences. According to that same um, survey of companies, uh, you know those companies that would be mature or in this fifth um, fifth stage of of experience maturity, 
uh, this is about 12% of companies. So, you know, there's not a lot of, of organizations right now, very small percentage that can really claim to be in this transformative stage. Um, and so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of room to, to continue to grow. Um, but, you know, once they get here, um, the organization, again, they're reaping benefits across EX and CX. Um, strategic initiatives across the board include experience as a key component, a key design element, as well as a key KPI. From an awareness perspective, uh, you know, the sharp focus on EX and CX as a competitive advantage is embedded throughout the whole organization. Again, it's not just a uh, um, you know, something that we ought to do or, you know, or something that um, is is measured and and makes successful in, in some areas, it is truly a competitive advantage. And, you know, thus, uh, there's con- the company's continuously looking for ways to improve and expand processes, tooling, skills, all of those things, so they can invest in it, make it better. And, you know, ultimately, from, a, from an action perspective, continuous improvement is occurring across both customer experience and employee experience. Teams are working together. There's alignment across CX and EX from the strategy design, implementation, and optimization standpoints. So, you know, this, this is measured by a number of different things. I think some of the... Um, uh, some of the the indicators can improve, um, you know, net promoter score, so NPS or net promoter score, or the employee net promoter score from you know from uh, the the internal audiences, um, and you know this this results in you know some real tangible results. So improved employee retention, uh, which we all know, you know, the cost to replace an employee could be anything from you know thirty three percent of their salary. Um, this, you know, this is millions and millions of dollars for the enterprise. It improves employee productivity, increases customer loyalty, increases word of mouth referrals. So, you know, the, it's a, there are real tangible benefits to increasing that, uh, that maturity across the organization. In addition to these, these five levels of maturity, uh, what, what we've done, the team at Cravity has done uh, to develop this this experience maturity model is taken it a step further. Um, and the way that we evaluate uh, maturity is really based on 10 elements. Uh, and so when we work with an organization, what we like to do is, um, you know, before we get too far down uh, down the road with them, assess this and according to these 10 um, elements, really understand where are they? And um, across both CX and EX. And what we, you know, undoubtedly find is that there are some areas where they're pretty strong um, and don't need a lot of help, but there's other areas where they need some shoring up. And so, you know, it's never um, a consistent on, you know, all 10 of these elements that they're a four. You know, sometimes they're a five on some things and a two on, on a couple others. And so it kind of averages out to where their overall maturity is. So I'll go through and um, kind of walk through each of these uh, briefly. So the first element is strategy. So this refers to um, the executive and leadership's direction towards optimization of experience, how it maps to organizational priorities and objectives. So, you know, the more mature an organization is, um, the more experience is going to be part of the overall strategy. As I, as I was saying before, you know, if, if 
um, experience is a key competitive advantage, it's going to be part of the strategic direction. Second item uh, we refer to as ideation. So this is the process to identify, to plan, socialize experience initiatives that provide business impact and a return on investment and experience um, initiatives. So um, what this means is, um, you know, there are ongoing um, processes and continuous processes that are being improved, being brainstormed, being worked out and, and um, uh, ultimately implemented across the organization. Um, so is, there is this constant ideation process going and related to experience. Third item uh, is called cohesion. So this is how integrated and um, consistent things are across the organization. So this could be everything from, you know, how different organizations within or different teams within the organization collaborate, um, how things are structured in a way that enables collaboration and cohesion, uh, the roles and responsibilities that are created. Um, you know, oftentimes there aren't roles that are specifically designed to um, to work with experience, whether it's EX or CX. And finally, you know, how is training done? You know, what are people trained on? What, is, what does that look like? Are, are people only trained on um, the areas that directly relate to them, or do they get a better sense of um, experience as a whole? So, you know, when this experience optimization, when it's prioritized across several business units, not just a single one, it means a more mature organization. Next item is culture. So, you know, the organizational culture should be approached as the operating system that it really is. Um, and, you know, the important thing to know here is that organizational culture isn't just employee culture. It's also the customer culture. And, you know, this, this maturity model, as well as the center of experience model, um, is really based around tying employee and customer experience together. So, you know, part of, part of achieving this, um, this successful culture is making sure that it's aligned. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk a lot more about um, organizational culture in, a, in another um, episode of this podcast. But suffice to say that uh, an aligned culture is not a monolithic culture. It doesn't mean that everyone is exactly the same. Um, in fact, you know, diversity is actually a, a benefit and a um, certainly a metric of of success within an organization. But everyone aligned to a common purpose and, and set of goals, um, that's what we really want. Next item is environment. So, you know, this could be the physical environment. It could be the virtual environment, digital environment. Um, you know, what, what does that look like? What are the, um, what are the opportunities as well as, you know, how are things currently handled within the organization? Next item is intelligence. Um, so this relies a lot on analytics, data science, how AI machine learning are handled within the organization. So what is the organization doing with data? How well is it using it to not only measure experience, but improve experience? Then we have technology. So, you know, this is the technical foundation for experience, including the basis for the people, processes, um, and platforms to perform data science-related tasks and projects. So it relates to intelligence, but it includes much more. It includes infrastructure, um, integration, supporting tools, things like that. For an organization to mature with experience, there should be an IT environment and culture that supports improvement of experience. So 
you know, as you can see, um, all of these things really tie together. Technology on its own um, certainly can't create a great experience, but technology combined with environment, combined, combined with culture, many other things starts, um, you know, starts to create this holistic uh, brand experience. Next item is process. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have a good set of tools, uh, you know, people, processes, technology, but uh, what are the processes to prepare, to model, to test, to deploy, and to monitor and, and ultimately optimize and adjust? So there needs to be processes to do these things. And, you know, we measure that as, as part of this maturity model. Next is compliance. So, um, you know, this could be everything from how, um, you know, regulations and, and things like that are followed. So, you know, whether that's HIPAA compliance, PII, GDPR, things like that, to internal compliance. So, you know, when there is a process, you know, when there is a process in place, is it followed? What happens if it's not followed? How are we auditing all of these things? And how are we making sure that they're, you know, what are the rules in place um, if something isn't followed? Or, you know, uh, even better, what are the rules in place to actually follow something in the, in the first place? Finally, we have the, the results. So, you know, while we talk about intelligence and, and we talk about platforms and, and things like that, ultimately an organization needs to see results um, and be able be able to demonstrate results and and be measuring for those. So that's that's the final um, of those ten elements in the maturity model. So applying the the maturity model um, again, as as I mentioned, we the way we do it at Cravity is uh, we provide this as an assessment, work with organizations to do this, and really um, identify the place um, that an organization is in their in their experience maturity. And then we work with them to either shore up those gaps where, you know, in each of those 10 elements, um, there may be some areas where there's um, some large gaps or overall they may be at a three and they want to move to a four. And, and we work with them to figure out, okay, well, given the current structure, the teams, the people, the process, all of that stuff, um, how are we going to move the needle on that? And ultimately, it's not just one thing. Um, it's... It's a combination of many, many things. So I'll continue to talk about this, about several of these elements more as, as I talk about uh, some of the components of the center of experience. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World Podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.